Are you done? <laughs> I mean, I'm ready. I'm just fucking with you. What were you saying? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> I was just talking about hot honey. I don't. I you know what I've determined I don't think I'm a hot honey person. You don't you don't like hot honey. I appreciate it, but I'm not gonna seek it out. Huh. This one was on a super sale at the Bexley Co-op Natural Market. The hot honey. Manuka honey. Let's. Not manuka honey. Buy me something, Abby. Manuka honey. <laughs> I sent that to you and Maddie, and she sent back, "I love you, Bingo Bronson." That's I think that's Maddie's favorite episode. It's the second best one. Bed bugs. Oh, Bell, refill Mr. Franklin's glass, will you? Now, when you get up there tonight, don't drink too much. Oh, don't worry, I won't. How about a whiskey and soda? Huh, less soda than usual, thanks. And this is wine. To drink. Just a sip might improve your humor. Aren't you drinking? I never drink. No, I've had a couple. Come on, I'm not drunk. And an excellent vintage it is too. But if you're implying that I'm tipsy, sir. And welcome to Tipsy Terror. Hi. <laughs> I'm not going to give up on this podcast until that theme song is blasting at every club across America. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be doing this until we're about 90. It bops. Today's episode, I don't know if I can. I can hear myself, right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's a you question. Today's episode is about uh it follows yay um, which was voted on by our patreons right? yeah 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 this this episode was decided by our patreon subscribers basically the way it works is like <laughs> uh, we put up a poll with three options where each of us put up one option and mine mine was uh it follows and i won the poll bitch <laughs> i'm not congratulations mad. harish yeah <laughs> I'm not mad. This movie um, is so good. So if you're listening to this and you wish we did something else, maybe subscribe to our podcast. Also, reconsider Patreon. your taste. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um. So, uh, welcome to Tizzy Terror. This is a podcast where we watch movies drunk and then we record ourselves watching the movie drunk and then we record the podcast right after and we cut in clips of us watching the movie like this clip. Yeah, I'm bit. scared, but the cinematography makes me so horny. Oh, so good. I don't know if we're going to get a lot of good clips for this one. I feel like I was um, throwing in some zingers during yeah, this Yeah, but for a lot of this movie, we were completely silent. Or we were saying, this shot. This shot, <laughs> Can yeah. we get a super cut of every time we say, this shot's beautiful. This is a beautiful movie. Wow. This shot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so gnarly. What a shot, dude. Uh. Great shot. Uh, this shot. Fuck yes. This whole movie is just this shot. Oh, no. oh it's so beautiful. God yeah. damn it. This is a really beautiful, like, well shot movie. Okay. And also, another thing, let's just put it out there in the open that Molly's not drunk for this one because she's on, well, she's chewing right now. And then. <laughs> she will explain why. So I'm not drinking um, for this episode and probably for the n- either the next one or the next two, depending on our recording schedule. You yeah. can't miss the two. F- no, anyways, continue. Oh, fuck. Oh, God. Okay. 
Um, because I'm on antibiotics after a Lyme disease related situation. <laughs> the verdict's still out on if I have it or not. I think I do. I think I slipped through the cracks of the medical system. <laughs> but yeah, I can't drink for two more weeks. So Yeah, so Molly is sober for this one. I am. And we're allowed to do that because it's our podcast. So yeah. if you're if you're mad at that, <laughs> Then Maybe. reassess how you act in certain situations. And grow up. <laughs> right. Because it's our podcast, not yours. Yeah. Why are we being so aggressive to our audience? <laughs> because I don't like when people peer pressure others into drinking. Yeah. We're allowed to not drink if we don't want to. Thank you, Even guys. though that's the premise of this podcast. <laughs> so suck it. Drink even when we don't want <laughs> to. <laughs> anyway. Um, that's true. <laughs> I know. Um, How many times have we had to just suck it up? It's just like, ah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Record. So our first segment is Below the Bar Trivia. Yes, it's me. And Samantha is the DD. I am. I am. Okay, are you guys ready? Yeah. Do you have buzzers? Do you have a buzzer noise? Bingo Bronson. Bingo Bronson. I was deciding between two buzzer noises. The first one was going to be, <laughs> do you guys see that girl? That was going to be my one buzzer noise. Okay. Or, oh, I vote number two. <laughs> Which is the part of the theme song, the main riff from the theme song. Anyway, let's go. Okay. Question one. Where did this plot come from? A, a book. B, a different movie. C, a nightmare, or D, a true story. Dun, 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 yeah. dun. C, a nightmare. Correct. Shit. The yes. director, whose name I can't remember, he has three first names. David Robert Mitchell. Yes. Um, he had a nightmare of something just like continuously following him, and that's what inspired this movie. So good. Huh. All right, so Harish has one. That would suck to have as a nightmare. Yeah, that'd be fucking terrifying even though actually my nightmare where michael myers is constantly after me that's actually kind of Same. basically it yeah okay i've had that like fucking, something you can't get away from fucking something. terrifying all right ready yes which of these directors is listed as an influence a george romero b stanley kubrick c Wes craven or d james whale the director of frankenstein dun, 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 dun. yeah uh b no I don't know what B was. No. Um, beep, beep, beep. Yeah. Is it... Um, Can you read number one again? Romero. Is it Romero? It is. Hell yeah. Uh, Romero, another bonus fact, uh, this is pretty obvious. John Carpenter is, of course, listed because yeah. this yeah. movie is very, very John Carpenter. Yeah, there was that one scene that's literally, literally, literally just Halloween. taken out of Halloween. <laughs> this is like a direct Halloween callback. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, this exact scene is yeah. in Halloween. That's so cool. Like, this is like one of those like looking out the windows that like a lot of people like pay homage to, I guess. Um. Okay. Where was this filmed? A. Maine. B. Washington. C. Michigan. Or D. Oregon. Michigan. It's Detroit. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was it's actually set filmed in Detroit. Well, yeah, but half the time when places are set. Films are set in places. They're not filmed they're there. They're filmed in Toronto. But still. Yeah. yeah but this... Speaking of things being filmed in Toronto, Umbrella, Umbrella Academy, Academy season two. Um, but yeah, this was filmed in Michigan, so Harishi won. Yeah. Congrats. I'll finish my drink. 
<laughs> I'll drink that bottle of hot honey. <laughs> oh my god, don't. I will throw up watching that. Would do that would be the worst moment. No? It, I mean, I was just commenting on that honey being thin, but that is still thick. That is mm, a thick mix. So our next segment is <laughs> we recap. do a recap. We I remember have this time. seven minutes to do our recap. Who wants to be who? Movie where we reenact it in seven minutes. Who wants to be who? I'll be the nerd girl. Yara? Yeah. <laughs> What a small part it's to barely pick. in it. I I'll be. Know, man. I can be Jay. I'll be. Who are? Who's the first guy? Not Gregor Paul. There's. Oh, you mean the guy who gives it to her? Yeah. I oh, because I can be. Name. I'll be him and um the guy from. It's kind of a funny story because they don't ever interact. Paul. Yeah. Paul. Okay. Sure. And I'll be the other the sister and. Who's gonna other be girl. Greg? Will you I be mean, Greg? I'll be Greg. Yeah, as well. Okay, and we'll pick up whatever i'll be the titular follows okay. <laughs> the titular it i'll be i'll be the beginning girl the itchular okay ready go okay so i'm this random girl and i'm like running out of my house and i'm terrified and then i'm running i'm running i'm running i go to the beach and then flash boom i'm dead on the beach and my leg is like all fucked cut to hey uh how's your your it's you, Jay. You're just in a pool, me. and uh, it's me, your sister. And I'm like, oh, are you meeting that dude? Yeah, we're going on a date. Uh, hey, I like him. He's cool. Yeah, he's pretty cool. Anyway. It's, it's me, the dude. We're on a date. We're going to see a movie. hey Hey. Okay, let's play this game where if you could switch places with anyone in this room, who would it be? Cool game. I'd be the kid. You know, have my whole life ahead of me. Let's go to our seats. Mm-hmm. Oh, who would you be? Okay, I have someone. Uh, is it that girl in the yellow dress in the back? What girl with the yellow? Are you fucking with me? There's no one there. Y- yes, there is. Yes, there is. Do you see her? Nope. All right, we got to get the fuck out of here. All right. So we leave weird. in a hurry. And then Whatever. and back to us, and it's me, your sister, and we're just walking, and oh, I wave hi at the neighbor boy, Greg. Oh, hey, and Greg waves hi back, and then cut to it's your next date with the dude. And we're fucking in a yeah, car. We're fucking shooting in a car. heroin. Not doing that. Same we're controversial things. Okay, so we just fucked, and then I'm like playing with this flower, talking about stuff and like meaningful stuff, and then then I do the worst thing and fucking chloroform yeah. you, and then I wake up and I'm strapped to a wheelchair and I'm terrified. We're in like an abandoned building, and I explain to you. You know, I passed along this thing. It's going to start following you. Here, see it for yourself. And then I do, and it's fucking terrifying, and I'm screaming, and I'm scared. Just, it can look like anybody. It can look like someone you know. It just looks like a person that's going to walk after you, but don't let it touch you because it'll kill you. And then it'll kill me, too. You have to just have sex with someone else and pass it along. And then... We drive off. I, like, dump you out of my car, and I and drive off. And it's me, your friends, and we're just playing a game on the <laughs> on the on on our porch. And, oh, is that... Is that the dude's okay. car? Mm-hmm. And hey, what's up? What's going on? Oh, oh shit! Ah, ah, no! Ah, it's her, and he just leaves her and drives away. Okay. And then yeah. What? So now I'm like kind of fucked up by that experience. Not really sure what's happening. And then I go to school. Yeah. Oh, and I'm your pining friend. Oh. Yeah. And I'm like in love with you, and I want to help. So we're at school, and I start the the scene straight from Halloween notice that stuff is coming for me it's this old lady and then i run out because i'm scared and then and then you go meet us and it's me your sister and paul me i'm friend. here I'm and we're just you. working at, at this ice cream store and we're like and what's I, your deal what's going basically on basically i'm being followed by this thing okay look we'll just 
take care of you all night and then it's nighttime and we're taking care of you and then oh crash um the it kitchen window in. got broken and i'll go check it out okay and then oh my god terrifying woman with her titty out is like coming for me uh i'm scared i'm gonna run upstairs lock myself in my room hey what's hey, going no, on no open the door open the door okay I let you guys in okay. i'm scared i'm scared yeah there's no one here you're fine and then it walks knock, in. Knock, 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 knock. It's Yara. It's, it's, I'm trying to open the door. Oh, it's me, the third friend. And then, and then we open the door. The titular it storming uh, in six and foot. And so then I, I run out and I get my bike and I go to the park and I'm scared. And we and find it's you me, at the Greg. park. And I was the neighbor boy and I'm here and I'm like, oh, here, uh, do you guys need help? And I'll, I have a car and I drive you guys. And we go out of town. To the beach? Yep. Beach? <laughs> And then, so we're staying there for a while. We find the we were trying to find the guy. Oh yeah, we find him and talk to him for a minute. But he explains it to us. Pass along the STD demon. Yeah. So then then we we go to the beach beach and to a beach house, and we're just hanging out. We're on the beach, and then oh, my hair gets tugged. Ah! ah, Holy shit! It's after us, but none of us can see it. it. We shoot it a few times, and there's a big sequence of chasing. And then I finally get in the car and I like leave because I'm terrified. And, and then crash! I cr- I crashed the car on accident. Cut to. I wake up in the hospital. My arm's broken. And, and we're all here. We're just here to help you. And the whole time I'm like, oh, you could have sex with me and get rid of it. Ha ha ha. So, I have sex with Greg. With me. <laughs> so you have sex with me instead. And I'm and, bummed. And so I give it to Greg. And then there's a shot of me um eating lunch, uh, eating a burger with a different girl. And then it cuts back to me. And I'm like, oh, I haven't seen it yet. I don't think you're talking a real anything. So I'm out of the hospital. Out of the hospital. And I'm at my house. We're just living our own lives. Yep. And I come and I'm like, oh, can I see her? And then I'm the sister. I'm like, she doesn't want to see anyone. And I'm like, okay, whatever. And then I go back to my house. And then it's nighttime. And so I'm up in my room and I see Greg walk in and I'm like, Greg, what the fuck? And then I realize that's not Greg. So it's the titular it. It breaks in. And so I go chase it and I go into Greg's house and I'm like, Greg, stop. And I go upstairs and it's like Greg's mom banging on the door, which is not Greg's mom. It's it. Ah, uh, and then I'm killed by it. So Greg's dead. Greg. I run. And then I run to. To. You just run, and then you're on the beach, and you see two guys uh, on a boat, and then you take off your clothes, oh, swim yeah. over to them. Have sex with them. Yeah, and then it cuts to you're in your bedroom, and eh, knock, knock, knock. It's me, Paul. Or no, it's you, Paul. It's me, Paul. Um, You know, you could, I could take the demon. Um, know? I don't know about that. Let's do this one plan I have. Okay. That Paul or has. That Paul has. That Paul, Paul has. has a plan. Let's go to the public pool. And then so... And rig it with electronics. So you go in the pool, and when the demon gets in the pool, you get out and we'll electrocute it. So then this big, long fight sequence with the demon thing happens. Some guns happen. Yara oh, gets shot. The demon comes in and is throwing shit at yeah, us. Yeah, we have less than a minute. So like a big thing happens in the pool, and like we fight it, and then it gets shot in the head a couple times. One and shot underwater, so it starts bleeding, and you get out. And I get out, and I... um. We wa- I look in and there's just blood filling the pool, and then, and then flash to Yara in the hospital. Uh, well, before that, you and Paul. We bone. oh, we have sex. Is that I thought we went to Yara in the hospital first. No. Never mind. So we bone finally. 
Heyo. And I'm in the hospital. And cut to back to me in the hospital. It's Yara. And I'm reading a quote from my book that I'm reading, Dostoevsky. And it's about how I forget what it's about. Anyway, cut to... Some sex workers. Yeah. And then cut back to you guys walking away. And then is there someone following us? There is someone behind us, but we don't know. The end. So, yeah. Pretty good recap. Took out some of the thrill, but great movie. Fantastic film. Love it. It follows. It's a great movie. I I really like this movie. This movie is one of my favorite horror movies. I I think this is actually only the second time I'm watching this. Same. This is my second viewing. I think I, like, put it on once. Um, No, wait. We've watched it together. No. No, we didn't? Never mind. No, I put it on once with some friends and then, like, didn't finish it. But I think this is actually the second time that I've watched it. Are you um, sure we didn't watch this together? I don't think so. I watched it for the first time when I was doing an internship in New York. And I was, like, all alone. And I was, like, alone one night and bored. And you had been recommending I watch it. So I yeah. watched it. This was before we were dating. Um, and I watched it all by myself. And I was really creeped out that night scary a lot of people in new york too a lot of people oh i lived in a house where i was on on long island and i lived in a house that didn't have ac and long island in the middle of the summer is really hot like ungodly hot and uh i had slept with my i slept with my windows open like every night uh and that i think that night i closed my windows i just was like i dealt with being sweaty yeah jesus that's scary what about you molly i think i've seen it two or three other times i don't know but i think it was one of those like i've definitely seen it all the way to through two times before this right and then i think i've just like half watched it another time right i watched this for the first time in theaters like when it came out oh really with a bunch of friends and like the annoying part was like all my friends were like oh this is so boring like nothing happens and I'm like, oh, this movie this is, is captivating. so good. <laughs> it's so good. Like, it's such a good movie. I don't know why. But your friends, like, I don't want to sound like this person, but like, are they horror? Were they horror no. fans? They well, not really. And also, just in general, like, not like super like blockbuster people. Film. Yeah, yeah. I'm not talking down, but I feel like this movie does really appeal to people who like. Yeah. Like. I, people that it's, are annoying it's more like of like an artistic like <laughs> yeah. independent movie i'm trying yeah. not to sound pretentious but it's hard to not yeah i mean it's it's it doesn't have like as much jump scares and it's not really it's very slow so yeah like it's understandable that people would find it slow and boring but like personally like i love it so much because um it it's very captivating like you said so where do where where do begin? Where do begin? Where do begin? Um, I guess the obvious one would be cinematography in this. Yeah. Um, once again, like how we kept saying the shot, like for some reason every time it shot upwards into the trees and you saw the sky, it happens a lot. I was like, oh, yes. Yeah, the cinematography in this is so good. Like, and just just like really basics especially um a lot involving the car in the beginning the way they set up all those shots like there's obviously the shot where it's like the case mm-hmm. uh or the the cover but the one shot it's like a really really wide shot and the car is like 
kind mm-hmm. of in the middle off center and the lighting is hitting it all just right and you're seeing like all the trees around it so fucking beautiful mm-hmm. and there's just so many shots like that that are just like so perfectly constructed and you're just looking at this really mundane town but it's it's so beautifully like lit and just like angled just right right so good i think yeah. they did like aesthetically like how they did like color in this film is mm-hmm. really cool it looks a lot like how the Black Mirror San Junipero episode looks, where mm-hmm. a lot of things are really like pastel or like bright at times. I don't know. It's like yeah. not. cool but colorful. It's also like hazy, so it's not like bright in your face, but it's just like nice to look at. Right. A lot of pink. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of green too. Mm-hmm. Pink, and blue, green and blue. Yeah, they're all like very well framed shots that um just are like interesting as cinematography even lots of long shots too oh, which is yeah. always really beautiful like that shot like i think you mentioned it specifically where they're in the um school and they're trying to get records on the guy who gave her the um demon and yeah. then you see it walking towards right and that's, it's like spinning around between the two it's that's really cool. the movie that's the shot that i always think about when i think about this movie is like the camera is slowly like spinning in a circle and it shows like the characters walking in going to meet with um whatever school administrator but like it's just spinning around in a circle and as it goes to the other side you see someone just walking towards the camera and then it spins around and sh- and then like s- zooms in on the characters and you're like wait let me see <laughs> the one person who who was walking yeah. towards the camera cuz i want to see whether that's a normal person or just or the monster I also, um, speaking of camera work, like, did you have more to say? No. Okay. Um, all, like, the push-ins, like, literally, wherever, whatever you're looking at, there's, like, a push-in happening. It's just, like, very, very slow. And normally, like, I kind of don't like when cameras are always moving. But, like, for this one, it's a very slow story. And so, like, just pushing in on all the small mundane things mm-hmm. or just when you're still, it, like, makes you feel, like, just uneasy enough. like. Even when they're just, like, looking at, like, the red ball or something, it's, like, you're zooming in. It's, it makes it really tense. Yeah, and yeah. you're just, like, why are we doing this? And it's because, like, every little thing could be scary. It's also, so good. how there's always stuff going on in the background. You, or, like, there's always either something going on in the background or there's they leave a lot of room Yeah. Yeah. in the background of shots. So you're kind of always waiting for something to, like, come into frame. Right. Or to see somebody, like, fo- like see it following. Yeah. Yeah. It's just really cool. Yeah. And they do that in Halloween as well. Yeah. There's always a lot of like empty space in the shots because you're like waiting for Michael Myers to come on frame. Right. That's one thing that I really like about this movie is that like it it follows it's a whatever monster, but it takes the form of it can take any form mm-hmm. and it generally it just um so anything you see in the background that's walking in a Could straight be. line could be the monster the titular it and they do just enough fake outs to make you uneasy of whether you can trust your instincts or not yeah you, you're even you as a viewer you're like oh that's, that could be just you know that's just somebody that's just let's just hope it's just somebody yeah art uh so this movie is about uh a monster that is transmitted through having sex with somebody with someone else and like the next person um 
gets the monster, but... And we talked about this, that it's basically like a family tree that it's, feeds down well, the line. Well, it's basically like an STD, except... Well, I'm just saying, like, the passing it on is, like, it, like, goes down like a tree. Yeah, and then once the person at the end gets killed, it, like, just goes back up the chain. So whoever last had sex with them um, gets... uh. Or whoever passed it to them gets killed next, and then it goes back. So, like, even if um you pass it on, you still are in the chain. It could like after it kills the all chain. the people. Yeah, so like, you still have to be vigilant. You're just constantly like worried. You're never about, safe, yeah. even if because like I think about it like this. This is why it's really scary. There's a finite amount of people. Yeah, in the world, like it could kill everybody in the world. Like if everybody had sex with everyone else in the world, it could right. still kill everybody and then get to you. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, so my question is, what is this movie actually about? <laughs> oh yeah, you have your theories. <laughs> I have some thoughts, but well, not really. So I have a complex relationship with the meaning of this movie because a lot of people assume. That it's like about STDs, an STD, obviously, yeah. and it's a very but easy interpretation of that. But that's also, a like lazy interpretation. Yeah. yeah, well, it's not lazy, but I mean, I could see it being like the the first thing you think of. Yeah. But I feel like thinking of it in that terms, and it's hard for me to think of it outside of those basic terms. Is like it almost preaches abstinence on accident, even if that's not the message they were going for. It makes you kind of scared to have sex. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it, it does. It is kind of like a pro-abstinence, but just like... Which I'm sure isn't the intention, yeah. of the intentional message, but it it is a message that you get from it, which is just crazy because I love this movie, but I'm also like, ooh, right. I don't like abstinence. Yeah. Well, one time um, I was just thinking about this movie once um, and I was like, oh, it kind of is like having a kid. Because having a kid is, if if you're, like, like talking specifically about, like, teenage pregnancies or, like, at least pregnancies when you're not ready to have a kid. Mm -hmm. And um, it's, like, the results of sex. And I was thinking specifically of the last shot of the movie where it's the two, uh, it's Paul and Jay, um, and they're just walking in the suburbs holding hands and they're like not really because they're not really like in love i wouldn't say they're definitely just together just out of um necessity kind of mm -hmm. um and so like that like made me think of like if you have a kid with someone else like and you're not really ready for it like you're forced to be s together and that it's like it's basically like it's something that you have to live with that is the result of sex i don't know it was that was just one idea that i have that i had like one day when i was thinking about it no you've told sense? me about that and i agree that that's a really good like reading of it i think it's like i don't know if that's necessarily the intention but i think it's a great reading of what it could be like for yeah. some people that's what their it is I unfortunately the movie is about like losing your innocence because the whole movie is about because like even from the beginning when they're playing that game the dude's like um he points to the kid i wish i were the kid and he like uh i wrote down the ex like line that he says he says you have your like, whole life ahead of you. yeah how cool to have your whole life ahead of you and he's talking about the kid 
And so it's about like he's like he he regrets being a grown up. Like he he wishes that he were back as a kid and he didn't he like still could make his own choices and yeah, like and done you know. the things that he'd done yeah that's such a good take oh my god and there's like more like later because like when she's in the car and she's like right after they have sex for when the she's first playing time with the flower when she's playing for the first power oh i love with it the flower she's talking about how um when she was a kid she always dreamt about like going on dates with guys mm-hmm. and like driving driving around, around. and she talks about how um like it was probably she was just dreaming of freedom and then like the ending like the ending of that speech is like now that we're old enough where the hell do we go and it's about like yeah like we have the freedom now and we have nowhere to go because like we're just you know grown-ups and and then she gets chloroformed and then she gets chloroformed yeah i wonder if that's why you never see them if that's like a like I, i think that interpretation is like super cool I wonder if that's why you never see the mom. Apparently in this movie, you never see the mom's face full on. Like her mom's face. Right. We She's never gone. see the mom's face. No. You don't face. see a ton of adults in this movie either. Like, yeah. Well, you, they're all adults, but you don't see a lot of like older parents. You parents. see Greg's mom. As a demon. As a demon. But you also see Greg's mom okay. in a shot before that where like there's um when Jay comes back after. Oh, they're um, talking about how drops, that family's yeah. really crazy. Yeah, yeah, the mom and Greg are like just looking out their window at the family and they're like, oh, they don't have their shit together or something like that. And you also see just like administrators and teachers, but yeah. that's about it. Yeah. Which is like a very common like adult in a kid's life. Or not a kid, but like, you know, yeah. their age. But yeah, that's a good point is like the parents are already kind of past this. I mean, I feel like it speaks to like they're already like they're also coming into their own lives. Like, I don't know. Like, for yeah. you guys specifically, how often do you see, like, I'm sure you guys don't see your, like, family, like, a whole lot because no. you're right. out of state and all that. Yeah. Like, my family lives 20 minutes away. I see them maybe, like, a couple times every couple weeks. Like, I go home a lot, too. But, like, mm-hmm. I'd say once a week is, like, max. Yeah. For me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really see, I, like, talk to my parents, like, once a week. But, like, I don't really see them in person mm-hmm. very often same um yeah another scene that i thought was interesting was when they're going to the pool at the end and there's the monologue by the one girl yara and she's talking about how um when she was a kid her parents would tell her like not to go past eight mile road and that's because that's where the suburbs ended and the city started and it was like to keep her safe and it was like kind of shitty of them um but like that was another that's another aspect of like um and the other girl agrees and she's like yeah my parents said that to me too and it's like it's the same sort of thing of like they don't want to lose their innocence and now that they're adults like they can just like go wherever they want but still like weird for them you know her sister and the and paul work at an ice cream shop on 12 mile road 12 mile road yeah yeah. yeah, I guess you're right. Sorry, I'm like in a daze. This is a weird... St- I'm like in a weird state. What is going on? I'm just drunk enough, and this movie has got me on some bullshit. Like, what do you mean? I'm just thinking about my life. What are you thinking Ignore about? Ignore this. Cut this out. I, I mean, like, I think it might be my cold also. I'm just like kind of hazy. Let's go. Let's keep going. Well, what do you guys think? I don't know. Um... 
Mm-hmm. I also think it's interesting. Um, I want to say that this movie speaks a lot to how it's like a good contrast to how um, like classic horror movies talk about sex and media because um, and I think even like in the influences like Romero and um, Carpenter like they have very specific and like I know John Carpenter said it wasn't intentional for his characters to like die after yeah, having yeah, sex that it was just sex. like coincidental that they were just like distracted right. but like it became a trope after that, that right. like if you have sex in a movie you die so this kind of um builds on that for a modern audience but i also don't believe that it, that's the point right i think it's kind of taking a trope like that that's a good point but and also like, taking like a like the typical like monster following you slasher trope yeah. and kind of combining them in a different way yeah yeah i was thinking about that audience. too like not like right now but yeah yeah i was thinking about that before um it is like essentially the like the essence of the trope of once you have sex you die combined with the slasher just constantly following you well like i said in the trivia like the director and writer like this was just a dream he had where something Mm -hmm. was following him he had it had nothing to do with sex with sex it was just kind of like he chose that as like a shuttle for this monster because the monster is what was conceived not the like theme of sex it's just like applied to a trope and again i don't think it is supposed to be like sex is bad don't have sex like yeah all that i just think it's like convenient that that's already a trope in horror to kind of like play with and like i overall i don't know i think this movie is fairly sex positive yeah. yeah. In a way. I, mean, I don't know. They're out there getting laid. <laughs> they are, yeah. I just had a thought. And I was thinking, like, in this movie, they're all, like, it's very... I like... I always... Whenever I think about this movie, I always just think that's what depression is. <laughs> you know? Because, like, they're just... Like, they can't really do anything. They just have to wait. For the monster to catch up with and them. And it's just the one you know? person dealing with it. And it's the... And everyone else around them can't quite see it. Yeah. And they're just, like, deal. They're just, like, waiting, you know? And it's really, like, not something that causes them to, like, act. Like, they don't just jump into action, you know? They just have to wait. Um, And, like, the, the, the one quote that the girl... There was a part where the girl... The one girl Yara is reading the book, The Idiot by Dosta- by Dostoevsky, and she like reads out a quote to the other people. And I wrote down the quote. It's like, it's I think that if one is faced by inevitable destruction, if a house is falling upon you, for instance, one must feel a great longing to sit down, close one's eyes, and wait, come what may. And that's like the essence of the movie is them they're faced with this thing that's following them you know constantly and like a lot of the movie is just them waiting for it to show up so that they can try to deal with it and i was just thinking about that i'm I'm like in my daily life like i don't know if this is just me but like personally like i am just worried about the future all the time you know and i'm like uh, like because i don't know if this is too weird to get into but like like 
my job currently isn't like what I want to be doing for the rest of my life. And so I'm like always worried, like, am I doing enough to try to go into like what I want to be doing is what I want to be doing, like what I actually want to be doing in my life. And like, it's, it's like very hard for me to um, actually like try to do anything really, because I'm just too worried about, is this the right thing to do? Or, um, you know, it's, it's like, there's a lot of things in life that like you think about, um, that will cause you to be like, um, I just want to wait, you know? Yeah. Like you're like paralyzed in fear. Yeah. And also you like have no other choice but to wait. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I went there. I I went through that a lot. Like my senior year of college, like, a lot a lot so yeah right i've been there like i'm still in school and like i'm just waiting to graduate but there's like a ton of shit i have to get through before i like can finish school and so it's like i that shit hurted yeah (laughs) what you just said (laughs) but yeah i don't know wow yeah i guess that is a good interpretation fucking crisis I mean, I feel like that's, like, personally why this movie, like, relates to me a lot. Because, like, I'm not worried about <laughs> a sex monster coming after me, you know? So, like, I feel like that's why I connect to this the most. I think the fear that I'm doing something wrong is my it follows. Like, that I'm not doing, yeah. like, the right thing. Right. I don't know. The part about waiting really got to me, too. Like yeah. said. Also, can you cut the part where I said it's sex positive? I don't know if I agree with that. <laughs> I've been thinking about it the whole time. I don't think I agree with that. So why don't I don't know if think? I do. I'm really on the fence. Because in some ways, I think it is. But also, like, in some ways, it's not. I don't know. Yeah. It, I don't think it is enough for well, me to make a statement about if it is or not. But I right. don't think it's not. Yeah. For me to say it's not. Yeah. Um. I think we can discuss that like um i think it does take the point of view of she should be allowed to have sex with whoever she wants Mm -hmm. because like it does say like um she chooses to have sex with um greg or whatever and she chooses to have sex with the guys on the boat but would she have if this thing wasn't like if yeah, I don't think she would have had sex I'm if she knew like, what she was signing up for. Instead I don't think... of the safe option, which was like she doesn't have sex with um what's his name Paul until mm-hmm. like she's forced to, even though Paul is like the safe option yeah. or like the right guy in quotes for her. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, she she does have sex with like the person she's more attracted to yeah. and whatever and like. I mean, that doesn't work out, but it's also not, like, she's not really punished for that. She's just, it just follows the natural course of action. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. I kind of just, speaking about waiting, I just sit around waiting to have another mood episode. (laughs) That's what I wait for. Yeah. It's crazy. I I don't think it's, like, anti-sex. It does, it has a weird relationship with sex. Um, it is and i think movie. it's supposed to and i think you're not supposed to like know what to think like right. i don't think there's a right answer yeah for a lot of stuff i guess it is kind of like real like, life it's vague so. honestly if if you were like the ultimate slut like if you just had sex all over the place then yeah you're 
perfectly safe because everyone you have sex with um is gonna get it before you so you just keep having sex and you're fine you know yeah i guess you're right the more sex the better but it's also like a are you willing to like doom somebody and some people consider sex to be like like a bad thing to like do to somebody does that make sense i also like i think the ethical implication of not disclosing the like the the like the asterisks yeah no absolutely yeah but Uh, yeah shit's crazy man use protection (laughs) wrap it and disclose to your people um your status if you have a monster following you (laughs) (laughs) right exactly no but on the real like get tested regularly um that's the message what form of this monster was the scariest form to you okay this is another thing that i wanted to talk about because how come half of the times it was naked or at least like showing partial nudity like what's the deal with this monster that's it's always trying to be i don't know i feel like pissing itself one time yeah there was was the one yeah horror films love piss what's up with horror movies and pissing there's something there they love the piss I don't know the meaning behind it, and I don't care to find out. Um, but <laughs> I don't. Um, but I do. I will say that seeing a stranger come at me completely naked is a lot scarier than seeing a stranger come at me completely clothed. Right, because they yeah. have nothing to lose. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> They're just all out there. If someone's coming at you naked, like you just, they have nothing to lose. So I think it's just more of a fear thing, because like. If you saw that, it'd be scary. I don't think there's like a meaning to it. I guess. Well, it is also a sex monster. Yeah. So, so maybe be... like it kills the one dude by forcing his mom to have sex with him. Kind of. Yeah. Like it turns into his mom and then like jumps on top of him yeah. and has sex with him. So I guess there is kind of like a sexual weird because I think it, it does turn into her dad later in the movie i think yeah i think it is supposed to be i don't know if the dad was the one at the pool i thought it was the one on the house i thought that also it it also might be that one i that was my other option are they the same guy just one's nude i don't know but like the guy on top of the house was nude and if that was her dad that's also like a weird thing to see like i I mean it's traumatizing seeing your parents naked I mean, yeah. If you're not used to it, like some families are like used to it, but some aren't. But anyway, to answer the question uh, of what is the scariest form, I'd say for me, probably the scariest would be the woman pissing. Um, but I also think the shot that was the scariest to me was when it was that very tall man. That's, that's my scary one is yeah. the tall man. I can't it scares the shit out of me. That one's awful. That's the one I wait for every time. That's my nightmare. The tall man coming in. Comes lumbering out of the darkness. Oh my god. My dad, um, he uses a CPAP machine Mm -hmm. at night. And um, this is at my old house. So I was like, my parents' room was like there. And I was, this doesn't matter. But um, I was saying goodnight. I was walking out. And it was like dark. And I had to talk to my mom about something. And so like the hall light was on. So it was a little bit lit like into their room. And I'm like turning to go. And my dad like comes out of the darkness like uh. wearing the CPAP mask <laughs> and I screamed because it was fucking terrifying because I didn't know what it was it was awful that shit's scary 
shit's scary. But yeah, yeah. the the tall man is definitely my scariest. It's fucking one. horrible, man. Tall man's very creepy. Also, the old lady's creepy. Oh, the kid. They like burst it, like the jump scare kid. I don't like that. Yeah, they're they're well. Yeah, the kid with he had like really dark eyes. Yeah, a lot of creepy. if you actually pay attention, a lot of the forms of it do have like dark eyes. Dark like, eyes. Ghoulish. Very ghoulish. Yeah, I guess the tall man does too, and the um. The woman that's peeing. That's also has, terrifying. Like, her makeup's messed up, so it's like really dark around her eyes. And her teeth are all fucked. Her teeth are all fucked up. And, and she's it's got just one weird titty that out. She's just peeing. And she has one sock on and one barefoot. Why is she peeing? I want to know. I don't know. I feel like that was also like that meant something to the character. Or maybe, I don't know. Like, because uh, I. It, feels like a lot of the forms that it took either meant something to the character or were just complete just creepy forms yeah i want to ask the director be like "Uh what's up with that buddy why is she pissing (laughs) yeah why is she pissing why is she pissing i have one question for you why is she pissing (laughs) that's all should have gone to like wherever it premiered I would have loved that shit. Because, you know, at Sundance, like, they have, like, they have panels the question, and shit. Yeah. And, like, all the festivals, they have, like, panels and shit. You can, like, raise your hand sometimes while calling you. Yeah, why was she pissing? <laughs> People Explain. were asking, like, insightful questions. Like, oh, where'd you get the inspiration? Can oh, what get is, on a flight? What is the symbolism? Uh, do you have a piss kink? <laughs> I need to know. I feel like you might get some insight from that question, though. Like, if they answered, like, honestly... You need someone like who is real good at like um, body language analysis with you, because like they're gonna try and hide it. <laughs> they're piss kink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god, we're just assuming this guy does. David Robert Mitchell. <laughs> sorry, I'm man. so sorry if I ever meet you professionally, but um, I'm gonna assume. <laughs> how far? How much time are we at? Uh, fifty-two minutes. Ooh. Uh, do you want to start our? Yeah. Our what would you do? What would if you it do? Gonna take forever. Yeah. yeah. Get that. Hit that theme. I don't have any leave here too. Oh. I would have brought you some. I'll do this time. Hit that theme. What would you do if it were you in this movie? Ooh. Okay. This is the ultimate. What would you do if it were you? Yeah. Scenario. Do we want to start by saying who we I identify with, like we usually do? Sure. I mean, I I'd say like the reading girl. <laughs> I'm hands down Jay. I'm hands down. You're Jay. Yes. I don't even have to think about that. Okay. Yeah, I'd say reading girl as well. I'd say Yara? reading girl, uh, like a combination of Paul and the reading girl. I I see myself in both of them. Um. <laughs> I almost made a very inappropriate joke. Okay. <laughs> I don't relate to a lot of these characters because the whole time I was saying it, because I know how the, like, you know how the movie ends and you can, like, judge the characters and their decisions. Yeah. And you, like, you had to tell me, like, well, they don't know what's, like, going on yet. So I had to take a step back and judge. These characters are, like, running from something. Yeah. They don't do a very good job of it because they're always taking breaks and and, always swimming and going back to where they were. Exactly. Like, they don't make the effort to just get the fuck as far away as they can. I see what you're where you're coming from, but it's also like I would want to see it, you know, just to know. Okay. And like 
you can't always be running. You have to pause at some point. Yeah, but yes, don't run like but, two miles up the road. Right. Get yeah. like get some good distance, make a game plan, then circle back. Is right. what I'm saying. So okay, so what's your strategy for es- escaping the monster? Do a plane halfway and then drive for a while. So okay, well the thing with the plane is. Oh my god. In an interview, the director said that the monster could potentially board a plane if they wanted to. Something we talked about is, according to the director... If you or drive for a while, then hop on a plane so that it won't get on the plane with you. You've driven for a while, so it's still walking, so driving is much faster. According to the director, it can get onto a plane. So that, like, for me, that makes it problematic because, like... I just, if I were trying to get on a plane, like waiting for a plane, going through security, because I just did this like this past weekend, you have to go through security and then wait and then get onto your plane and then wait. And then the plane takes off. What and if then you it see just someone like, walking towards you? Crashes in midair yeah. <laughs> after a premonition. <laughs> what? Luckily you got off. Yeah. Um, no, but... That's There's why so I'm much waiting when you you're gotta, getting on a plane. You like drive. I don't think it's safe to try to. You gotta drive fly. like cross country, where it would take days and days to walk on foot, because this thing can only walk or like. Luckily, apparently, get on a plane. So yeah. you do days and days, and then on foot, just drive for like a day, and then in the time it takes you to get on a plane, it's only like maybe halfway on foot. So it's not gonna get on that plane. Yeah, I agree with that. I also think the most logical option is to sleep with someone in the porn industry. Oh yeah, because let's like if you if you ha- if you hired an escort, you know they're gonna sleep with someone who may or may not sleep with someone else. It's a risk game. But if you sleep with someone who's doing it professionally, you know they're gonna sleep with someone, and that person's gonna sleep with someone else, and it's just gonna get passed around. Oh, so- and the advantage of that is you can track the deaths because their deaths will be public since yeah. they're public figures. Um, <laughs> but the only thing about that is you're ethically, do you, you know, tell them what you did to them? Do you tell them that you have a monster following? You? I was talking about the ethics of this. How you should always disclose. Oh, but it's, it's like hard. if you were in that situation. Would you do it? Well, I think the clear answer is you become a trucker. <laughs> that's your job now. And then you <laughs> truck back and forth across the country. And that's your just your job. And then, like, it's just going to follow you. Um, I mean, maybe, like, get married to one specific person and take them with you. On and your tell trucker. them about it. Yeah, because, like, because otherwise you just, you can't have sex. Ethically, you can't have sex with anyone. What if unless... you did it and told them and then they agreed as long as, like, yeah. they under the stipulation? Because in my scenario, yeah, it would just be getting passed around so quickly. No that, one would need to know. Right. No, well, not no one would need to know, but nobody would get killed because it would just keep Passing. going up the web. Yeah. Right? But if they're working the same company, then eventually it's going to hit. Yeah, I mean, there's a limited number of porn stars that I can go to. But even so, like, I- I'm sure porn stars have sex with other people, normal yeah. people as well. Um, but even then, like, there's a limit. And eventually it's going to catch one of the people. Just trucker ideas. That made me think, though. So if you have a partner and you guys, you know, you disclose it and, like, it's fine. You're going to stay together through it all. What if you have a baby? Does that baby, Does the baby inherit <laughs> the thing? Good question. 
Is it you like a normal You're going with off of Harisha's reading. You'd say no. Because the, the baby is the it? baby becomes it. <laughs> but wow. like, would it? Would what if that? Want... What if that cured it? Like, what if that was the one other secret to way to get baby? rid of it? Would it be have is... a baby? <laughs> this is the sequel. We're yeah, writing. It's writing itself. It's... Come on. Does not follow anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it ceases. That's it. That's the title. So, so do you think? That- so okay. So here's what I would do. Um, I would first time it. I would be like, um, I would wait till I see it and then drive like a specified amount and then time it to see how fast it's going because it seems like for most of the movie it was traveling at the same speed whenever it's walking okay and then like i calculate okay how much time do i have to get onto a flight get on the flight um with enough time like if i felt safe enough you know there's all also the possibility that it goes faster when i'm not looking Mm -hmm. oh yeah now i'm just thinking about that weeping angels episode of doctor who and i'm nervous yeah because like we only see it when it's walking but like they travel to whatever beach and then we don't see it like we don't know how long they stayed at the beach yeah. so it could be moving faster when you're not when it's not like in view of you oh god don't say that <laughs> harish <laughs> no that's not true because he says yeah it doesn't move very fast it doesn't move but very it's fast. smart that's what he says yeah oh but also like they never time it so we don't know for so sure my question is okay let's just say Let's just assume that it travels at the same speed always. Okay. But there's also like parts where, because like in the pool, it's just standing around throwing shit into the pool. Like it's not just walking. Well, yeah, it has, it can do things like it breaks into the house and stuff like that. It like, breaks in the do. house and just stands in the kitchen for like a few minutes and waits for her to walk into the kitchen. It traps you. It's smart. So, it's trapping you. Yeah. God, so, I hate this monster. My question though is like. You do the, you you get on a flight, you succeed, you land somewhere. Do you just keep moving? Do you get comfortable for a minute? Like, you're going to run out of money if you don't have a well, job. okay. So, there, the answer no. would be, well, I would, it would be like you take a vacation to Australia once a year. You fly to Australia, have sex with someone, fly back. It goes, kills the Australia person. It probably takes about a year for it to get back. Maybe. So if it you're safe get on a for flight. like, <laughs> unless the Australia person comes to visit you. Where I, I and assume that's the sequel. I assume that if the flight's open, it can just waltz right onto any flight if it's trying to get to a different continent. I don't think. Oh my god! Is it smart like that? It's slow and it's smart. What if you get it like cryogenically frozen? If you can, I you wonder like, if you can do that. So, he, so it possesses the body of a person, yeah. What if you just like found a way to freeze it? I'm talking Arctic tundra, like. I don't think drop. it's affected by any of that because they tried to shoot it. They it tried fine, all sorts yeah. of shit. If you froze it in ice, it's still it's not a real thing though. You know, like. What do you mean? Like it doesn't, it doesn't, because I don't think it's affected by those kinds of things do you think it would just assume another form i think yeah it would just like keep walking through the ice i don't think it would freeze it's hard to imagine the physics because it's not real i know but now i'm nervous (laughs) this movie makes me really anxious 
<laughs> yeah. So do you think you'd survive? No. I don't think I would. No, I'd probably kill myself. I couldn't live with that stress. Unless I became a trucker. <laughs> I would... Harish, I love your plan. You have, like, the winning idea. I'm not going to lie. I would probably be panicked a lot and just be passing it if I had to. Yeah, just have sex with anyone. I might go just with my original thought, even though it's not ethical. Porn? Have sex with a porn industry person. Yeah. Yeah, I would just, I would probably pass it. Unfortunately, I don't want to admit it, but if it was me in real life, I would pass it. And then when it gets back to you? Pass it again. So you're just living in fear? Yes. For eternally. Okay. I would keep track of who like, I passed like it to. Like the people in the movies. Yeah, I would keep it, I would keep track, but yeah. Yeah. Actually, no, I'll take death. I don't, I really couldn't live like this. This is like the most horrifying situation for me. Yeah. Because like, yeah, I guess you're, you're just right. constantly in fear because it's like, it's going to get back to you. Eventually. I don't want to live like that. Like yeah. that's no, like nobody's a winner here, right? right. You're either, it's going to kill you or you're going to live the rest of your life in constant like anguish. Yeah. Not a good vibe. Yeah. So uh, mostly all, all of us dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Pretty much. Yeah. Should we villain rank? Yes. Yes. I have mine ready if you guys want to start getting yours. Oh I have mine ready God, too. I don't. Harish. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have my list. Okay. Make your own list and keep track of it. I will update That's the list point. this weekend. Sorry, our records person is the worst and <laughs> doesn't keep track. So I have it. It's so weird calling it it because when you think of it, you don't think of this um, as number three. So number actually yeah number one is the pony pool virus number two is samara and number three is it from it follows number four is jennifer check and number five is edward lionheart um i put it i put it below samara and the pony pool virus because one the pony pool virus is like damn near impossible to miss um samara because you have a time limit with her so like you can make this last for the rest of your life if you wanted it to Samara, you have a time limit and she can come after you. But this one, I it's still really high up because it's like it's a it's a for, it's literally for life. But you can like drag it out. Yeah. This is now that you pointed out, it's very similar to Samara from the Ring. Because for the Ring, if you want it to stop, if you want Samara to stop falling or stop coming after you, you have to like spread the video so it's just like that um having said that i would put this at number two it goes at number two on my list right after the pony pool virus um i don't have my actual list in front of me but i think number one is pony pool virus and number two is it from it follows um i rank this as my number one Ooh. Oh, wow. It's fucking terrifying. This is like my number one. Like, I'm terrified of it. And then I have others on there. I have Other Mother and Jennifer Check are in my top five. I'll get an updated list out there as soon as I remember to. Now that I'm like sober, I might actually get it done. <laughs> yeah. But no, this, I honestly, I think this is the most scary thing. Yeah. Because you can't stop it. Yeah. Right. It's like whole Final Destination thing. You can't stop it. Like, there's only one way to win, and it's unethical. And even then, you're not completely killing it. So, like, you're not really out of the woods. Right. And it's just, like... And there's 
they like everybody's suffering. They try so there's no winner. So mu- many ways to kill it, and they literally can't. So it's like impossible to kill. Just spooky. Yeah, it's a it's a great great villain. Um, what's next? And it never stops. That's the other thing. Like you know. Mikey Myers has got to get some food right. every now and then. Yeah. Got to like take a bathroom break. This thing does not stop. Right. What's that other movie where it's like this? It doesn't stop. It doesn't like come after you. It doesn't sleep. There's like that's like the tagline for a movie. It's like it doesn't sleep. It doesn't need to eat. It'll never stop coming after you. It's from a movie. Oh, I swear. I can't. Think it's not of this any. one though. Well, I mean, when you said that, I immediately thought of Alien, but that's not... It's not, but it's, it's like something... Alien. Yeah. It's like a c- classic kind of movie. Hold on. Something that doesn't sleep, doesn't eat. I'm looking, but I'm not finding anything. I got nothing. New Rules by Dua Lipa came up, so that's not right. <laughs> um. It doesn't sleep. While she's looking at that, we can talk about ratings. We can rate. We can start sure. our ratings. Uh, what are we rating out of? Number of times you would have sex with someone um, <laughs> who carried the monster. Wish I knew what kind of car that was. A ca- uh, an arm cast. A shell phone. I love their shell phones. I know. Shell phones. Uh, shell phones. Oh, yeah. We should talk about... This movie doesn't really have... It's not, like, set in a specific time period. It's, Very like, vague. vaguely modern day, but, like, their TVs are all, like, old school CRTs, and they every movie that they're watching is black and white, but uh, the one girl has this... A shell phone. This phone slash Kindle type deal where she's reading the book, and it's just, like, a shell that she, like opens up to that has a screen to read on so i thought that was an interesting touch and it really like it it fits the movie really well and like helps like set the tone because it's like it's definitely like like outside of time and it's like it like fits with that loss of innocence theme for some reason because it's like Mm -hmm. stuff from the past and the future combining kind of feels a lot like when you're an adult and you keep thinking about yeah. the stuff you gotta mix. from when you were a kid or whatever. I don't know. Maybe that's just bullshit. <laughs> whatever. But yeah, I, I like that touch that it's not a specified time period. You find something wrong? No, it's killing me. If anyone knows what I'm talking about, let me know. Because it's like it's like it's a woman Molly. talking to somebody. She's like, it doesn't sleep. It doesn't. They don't need to eat. They will keep coming after you need to just keep going. It's like something is going to kick my ass. So out of how many shell phones are we going to rate this? Ten. Fucking obviously. Yeah, I agree. Ten. I give it a ten, too. Also, this movie's incredible. (laughs) It falls. Yeah. It's a great movie. It's just like, it's so beautiful. It's so well shot. And it's scary. And it's it's just well done. A great concept. It It really makes you, like, wonder about your own life. Like. Yeah. You know. Yeah, you just I don't know. It it has a lot of themes to it that um I guess like aren't really 
at the forefront or like pretty subtle and so there's a lot to like analyze in it Mm -hmm. um and i really like that aspect of it but at the same time it is like a terrifying horror movie because like anytime something is on screen that's walking in the direction of the main character you're like holy shit is that the monster are they in trouble right now and it's so good it's so well done yeah so yeah <laughs> it's it's a 10 out 30 out of 30 it's in our did we golden have reel golden, golden reel, reel. <laughs> golden reel club we need um, a better name if you have a better name suggestion for that please let us know all right so rex recommendations oh i don't know for some reason i just thought the witch because you have that dvd <laughs> DVD right there um but also because the witch is another a24 and it's also slow as shit it's this is a24 this is this is it is it no yeah, i wouldn't be surprised is. of course it is it's i think awesome. it is yeah it follows yeah um but it's another slow like um produced by a24 movie um that also like it it has a lot of themes to it um but it is uh it's slow but also very tense and worrying i'd say that's my that's one of my recommendations i need to i i probably have more um i need to think about i wanted to recommend this russian film i brought it up like almost immediately into watching this but this russian film called leviathan yeah it's from 2014, and it's not a scary movie. It's actually kind of like a really sad movie. As Did you watch this for a class? I watched something? it for a class Okay. Um, for Russian film. It's it's a fairly sad movie. It's really dramatic, and there's a bit of a thrill to it, but um, it's literally just about, like, corruption in a town and, like, um, like a family. I, I think it's specifically about a family, but um, there's also, like, just corruption happening in their town, and they're, like dealing with um like misfortune and shit and it's like it's just watching all this drama unfold but there are certain shots to it that are similar to shots you'd see in this mostly the beach stuff is what reminded me of it um specifically for some reason the girl in the beginning with her body all warped up on the beach it just like reminded me of like the whale creature thing that is on is happening in it mm-hmm. in leviathan but I don't remember a lot of details. I just remember actually liking it and like being kind of shocked that I liked it because I thought I was going to be bored out of my mind. And the colors, the colors are like very muted like that. There's this movie that I saw at Sundance. It's called Sweetheart by J.D. Dillard. It was super good. But again, it's also kind of like this girl gets in like very like I like it for very different reasons, but I think they pair well together. So this girl gets like stranded on an island and has to like survive, but it also turns out there's this monster like hunting her at night. Mm-hmm. It starts out hunting her at night, and then also like all this stuff happens, and it's a threat during the day too, and then whatever. But there's this really really beautiful shot. She shoots up a flare gun, and as the flare's like going out over the water and like sinks down and touches the water, it illuminates the monster from the back. Oh, it is the wow. most beautiful shot I saw at Sundance. The entire time I was there was. Oh, it, I think about that shot at night. Beautiful. It like haunts me. It's so good. And that movie, it's really creepy and tense, and you're like waiting for the monster to get her at times. And she's also very crafty, so she finds ways to like outwit it and like survive like on this island or like tries to survive on this island. It's crazy good. It's like Kiersey K. 
Kirsty Clemens? Yeah. Oh, I love her. She's great in it. Also, Teeth. Teeth. I was just about to say that. Yeah, it's another sex-related horror movie um, that has similar themes relating to sex and stuff. Uh, uh, speaking of sex-related, Jennifer's Body, Jennifer's I want to recommend. Body. No, it just, like, I don't know, mood. Um, yeah. And then also I wanted to recommend Halloween. Because oh, yeah. oh, this movie draws a ton of inspiration, inspiration. from Halloween. And yeah, yeah. also that's just a great-ass movie. Yeah. Halloween is great. Um, I also wanted to recommend this movie called Resolution. I don't think I've talked about it on here before. It's about... It's basically about this guy whose friend is, like, addicted to heroin or something. So, what he does is he, like, locks him... He, like, handcuffs him to a bed in a cabin and is like, okay, we're gonna stay here until you're clean. And then weird stuff starts to happen. And it's it's not your typical horror movie. Um, It's very much... Uh, it's one of these like self-aware horror movies, mm-hmm. but not self-aware as in Scream or like movies like that. It's just the production is self-aware, whereas the characters are not. Okay. If I'm that interested. makes sense. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know why specifically I thought it reminded me of this movie um, of It Follows, but... Uh, for some reason, I just feel the connection. I think it's partly because, like, w- how we were talking about how It Follows is basically the essence of the um, have sex and you die trope. Yeah. Resolution does similar, has similar ideas in it. Okay. Um, so I would recommend Resolution Check it as out. a movie to watch. We should actually do that on this podcast at some point. I'm but, down. Yeah. Anything else? So, plugs? Plugs. Uh, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Save Our Shaggy. That's a Scooby-Doo reference. And um, Letterboxd and Instagram at SamanthaDawn13. Uh, go ahead. Me. No, you go ahead. I'm just at not a credit card on everything. All right. Well, I'm at M-O-1-1-Y-H-A-I-N-E-S on uh, Twitter and Letterboxd and at Molly Francis Haynes on Instagram. And you can follow the show at Tipsy Terror on Twitter, tipsyterrorpod at gmail.com, facebook.com slash tipsyterror, and also Tipsy Terror on Letterboxd. There you go. We have our websites, tipsyterror.com, tipsyterror.rip, tipsyterror.wtf, and tipsyterror.pub. Dot pube. And if you enjoyed this uh, and you want to decide um, what movie decide one of the movies that we do next month um we put up polls on our patreon uh patreon.com slash tipsy terror i guess um and if you pay one dollar a month you can vote uh and one episode i think we're gonna follow the the um punch up the jam punch up the jam model where (laughs) punch up the jam does like once a month one of the uh, episodes a month is the patron pick Mm -hmm. and so we're gonna do that as well um where one of our episodes a month is gonna be voted on by the patrons and also if you pay five a month you get a bonus episode per month um we just recorded the one for june and it's 
it was an experience it's but fun. Um, um we talk about the movie clue yeah and, and it's phenomenal it's yeah well it's the movie is time. the episode's okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah the movie is great the movie is everything the episode is not but like we we will do unconventional like structured episodes like not the typical yeah. stuff we'll, we're gonna we're talk not, about whatever we want not necessarily sticking to horror but um we will do bonus episodes every month yeah so check and it out if enough people um subscribe then we'll start to do more bonus episodes yep so yeah um i think that's all that that's all we got we have is that good all right bye. i hope it is bye, bye. bye. don't get st demoned that'd be a good tinder bio just trying to get rid of my it follows demon <laughs> <laughs>